The United States Air Force began the world's first survival, evasion, resistance, and escape, or SEER, program in 1961. It has since been called America's Toughest Survival School. My guest on this edition of the Survival Sunday segment is Byron Kern, one of those few chosen to instruct at SEER training in the waning days of the Vietnam War. Survival, and the instruction thereof, has been seemingly the calling of his life. Starting with Mountain Shepherd Adventure School, which is still a thriving outdoor and survival school in Virginia, then to Florida and Byron Kern's Survival School, Byron has been a prominent figure in the world of survival instruction for decades. Humble, positive, and unassuming, his character and calm presence has been one of his chief resources as an instructor and students of all types have commented on the confidence Byron made them feel regardless of the situation. On this Survival Sunday episode of the Dirt Walker Outdoors podcast, let's hear a little of what Byron has to say. Welcome, listener, to another Survival Sunday segment on the Dirt Walker Outdoors podcast. I am here today with Byron Kearns. How are you today, Byron? I'm fine. Thank you, RJ. You are starting a new school in Georgia, 60 miles east of Atlanta. Is the school called Itchitad? Yeah, I named this one Itchitad. This is my third school, and I thought, I need one word. And uh, just coming out of teaching 12 years down in Florida, I thought, I sure did itch a tad down there. And I think that's a common thing for people going out in the wilderness. They're going to get bit by something and then itch the next day for, for a while. So I named it itch a tad. That is a very interesting name for a survival school, but it's also memorable. You began with private instruction in survival in 1996 in Virginia. Is that correct? Yes, I started a school, my first school up there in 96 called Mountain Shepherd. It, it, it's still going good. Highly recommend it. I did that for, for about nine years, 10 years, and then sold it. And mostly down to Florida thinking I was going to kick back and retire down there and play golf. And that didn't work out. I fell in love with the wilderness, the clouds, the palm trees, the swamps, the alligators, and I thought, I got to teach in this woods. Successful school, uh, one of the top 10 in the U.S., strong clientele down there, had a great time, but I had to pull the plug down in Florida. Uh, I did it at the end of last year. And down in Florida, that was your namesake, Byron Kern Survival School. Correct. Yeah, I had that name on it. But this time I, I wanted to take my name off of it. Maybe business will suffer. Who knows? But I'm okay with it. I don't know. Itchatad.com is quite a name for people to remember. Well, thank you. You began in this in the Air Force. Is that correct? Right. You know, I went into the Air Force thinking I'm going to go fight in Vietnam. My draft number was so high, I, I never would have went, but I volunteered. And, and dang it, you know, I was down there at Lackland Air Force Base, and they say timing's everything. Guy come busting in on my drill instructor going, I'm looking for 30 survival instructors. And I went, what? What the heck is that? And anyhow, long story short, I, I got selected and went for training to become a, a SEER, a Survival Evasion Resistance Escape Instructor. The pilots and air crewmen headed over to, to Vietnam. 
and you were primarily where instructing in Sear? That's at Fairchild Air Force Base out in Spokane, Washington, and the training area is up in that right upper corner of Washington State. It's still there today, isn't it? It is, and you know what? I had a, a buddy from Florida who was really sheer interested, and he was going to be out that way, and I, I called the buddy out there who's retired enlisted guy with more stripes than a zebra, and dadgummy can't get him through on a tour because of the delta factor of this COVID situation. They've locked the base down. Yeah. When I was there, it was it was pretty primitive. Old barracks and stuff like that. Now you'd think you're at a college camp. I can understand that. It's the school. And now you are 60 miles east of Atlanta in Madison, Georgia, or near Madison, Georgia. Right, right. I, I left the rat race of the HOA, gated community. You walk out your door and your neighbor goes, where are you going? <laughs> but anyhow, we escaped that and, and, and got uh, my wife and I bought us a farm. And by George, I'm going to do the courses here at the farm. And then I got another 300 acre piece and then a national forest permit in the Oconee next. I'm looking real forward to, to teaching right here on my own property. I'm sure you are. You won't have to do a lot of that driving that we talked about before. No, all I do is sit here and look out front and see all the boats going by headed to the lake eight miles up the road. <laughs> and you are leaning towards a particular clientele this time. And what I mean by that is you're looking for beginners. RJ, that, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I, I've done some tough courses over the years, but a couple people's broke my heart. You know, they, they come up to me at a course down in Florida and goes, you know, Byron, I I've never camped before. This is my first time. And I could be talking to a 45-year-old lady. And she says, I'm scared, but out here with you, I feel safe. And I went, son of a gun. I had a fellow come up to me. And he was 40-something, professional business person, and says, Byron, could you teach me how to hunt? And I went, son of a gun. So there are people out here that are true beginners, and they know it. There's also people that I, I, I term intermediate, and they think they know everything, but maybe they don't. They always said when I was a SEER instructor that if a student remembers one sentence, it could be the sentence that saves their life. So I encourage the intermediate as well as the beginner. I got stuff to share, and it'll turn your life around. Even someone who thinks that they know a great deal can learn the simplest thing a better way and they're going to learn to help others in the wilderness because in an emergency survival situation you help others i guarantee it you're going to help yourself that is a very profound way to say that i believe that half of survival is a mental attitude in the first place you know rj that's my core curriculums on seven priorities of survival and the number one priority is positive mental attitude you know, if you get in that sudden situation, are you going to give up? Are you going to panic? How are you going to be in your, you're not going to know. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to know what you're going to do till you're there. Plain and simple. You could be injured. You could be this. You could be that. You don't know till you're there. And what kind of will to survive are you going to have? 
Positive mental attitude deals with the psychological factors, the fears, faith. It entails a lot. I've got a high school principal out there with PMA under his watch. And when things get bad, he looks at that and regroups. Because positive mental attitude has peaks and valleys. You could be really up high one day in civilian life. Get a letter from the IRS telling them, telling you that you owe them uh, $10,000. Where's your positive mental attitude going to go now? Woo, downhill. You got to get back up. Positive mental attitude, big thing. I, I used to put that on my bowling ball, and people thought that was my damnation. <laughs> well, it's certainly a good statement. You have a basic course that you offer. What would someone expect from your basic course? First off, they got to get by the name. It says, help, I'm a tad of a beginner. That's a heck of a name for a course, ain't it? Yes, it is. But uh, I want people to come here with that expectation. They're coming fresh to learn. And, and that's half the battle being an instructor. You, you want people interested in what you're going to teach. But anyhow, it's a course where I'm going to, I don't want to give it all away, but <laughs> I'm going to unite them as a team. I only do six set of course. I like to call people by their first names, not 45 people, hey, you. But they're going to learn, uh, they're going to learn how to build a fire. Ooh, no, we. That's an important thing. And they're going to learn how to do it in two and a half minutes, making it knee high using flint and steel. They're going to leave able to do that. And they're going to leave with a positive mental attitude. That too, and, and a sense of team. It's just not all about them. Certain things where, where they trip over themselves to become a team. They're going to learn how to signal, attract attention to themselves if they're in a dire situation. They're going to learn how to make water safe. They're going to learn what to eat and what not to eat if you're in an extended survival situation. First three days, you shouldn't have to eat anything. Don't go eating weird-looking plants. They're going to learn medical issues that can occur. They're going to learn about venomous snake bite, stopping bleeding, because wilderness first aid is actually right behind positive mental attitude. Build your shelter while your arm is bleeding out. No, you got to fix the wound, then build the shelter. I understand. That's all very good points. And that sounds like a very good class. I have seen in some of your reviews that your students find that you have a calming effect whenever they arrive at a new class, especially those beginners, a tad of a beginner's. Thank you for mentioning that. That's a nice thing. I had a heart surgeon give me a review, and he said, I thought everything was going to be okay in the first five minutes or something like that. It's like at the heart surgeon, what? I did read that one, yes. That's very cool to have. That says a lot about your quality of character. And then beyond that is the kids. You really uh, lean towards teaching kids. Yes. The parent-youth aspect, I think I named it, Hey, teacher, get those kids outside. After that song, I forget who. But anyhow, I named it that. One parent, one youth. I've done families, but sometimes Susie, the, the girl, doesn't want to be there, but her brother does, and they bring Susie. I kind of just narrowed it down to one parent, one youth, and then I do it in a team aspect. And really, really terrific for bonding. Is this a weekend too? Just a one night. 
And that's an overnight camp or in the cabin? Only the ITC gets the cabin. And that we'll talk about shortly. Oh, I'm sure. That was actually where I was going to go next after we talked about your instruction for children or kids. But you have done a lot of instruction with scouts and youth organizations of that nature. Hundreds of scouts. And I quit doing scouts. I'm, I'm sorry. A guy from Tampa gave me that, uh, what do you call it, when somebody's yelling at you really bad? <laughs> and I said, sir, after a thousand, I thought I would let somebody else do it. Yeah, I can understand that. And then your next class that we'll talk about is a week-long instructor training course, or as you call it, ITC. I do one a year. The next one's coming up in March. And it's for instructors that want to be better. And by instructors, it could be as simple as a school teacher. But primarily, it's wilderness folks that are teaching or wanting to learn more skills. But how to be a better teacher. And I've taught over 800 groups out there in the woods. I've lost track of the number of nights I've camped out. But anyhow, that course will teach them how to be a better teacher. It'll teach them how to set up their own school. I've got a lot of ins and outs I can share with you after this being my third school. When I first started, nobody was out there to tell me how to do it. So it's a good week-long course. It's a fun time. Only six students. That's coming up in March. And like you said, that is to get new instructors with a little training under them. They can establish their own curriculum. And not only that, but learn how to be instructors if they don't already operate in that capacity, as well as learn what it takes to teach fluidly to different groups of people at different periods of time. They've got the skills, but how can you best teach these skills and manage a group and teach a course in the wilderness? And I share a lot of stories with them and proven techniques and tell them how to get insurance and special use permits in the National Forest and all sorts of stuff. It's a good course. And you are, again, in Georgia, east of Atlanta. Let's say I'm from Ohio. I'm looking at your website. I'm thinking, I would like to take this week-long instructor training course in Georgia. I know nothing about Georgia. What would I expect in an environment in Georgia in March? It's a temperate region, 70 degrees high, 40 low, similar to Virginia. It reminds me a lot of Virginia, but with the ITC... We'll be down here in the in the flatlands, and then we'll also be up in the mountains. So they'll get a taste of both. That's fabulous. That is the good thing about Georgia. You have both readily available, unless you live on the coast, of course. Byron, I think that covers all we wanted to talk about today. I want to mention again your website, itchatad.com. And everyone can take a look at that and see what you have to offer and read your reviews, and also look up uh, some of your media. I was watching this Explorer video earlier, and I didn't quite get to finish it. That looked kind of fun. And then uh, you actually were called to visit the Naked and Afraid camp at one time as well. Is that correct? Yes, I was to save a show and keep the girl's attitude into the event. But that was what I call an eye-opening experience. I'm sure it was interesting. It's interesting they called you to do that, but I guess that has something to do with your demeanor also. I don't know why they got a hold of me. I don't know why they all do. They all they all think I'm an expert or something, but 
I'm not. I'm still a student. That's the best way to look at it. It's a safe way to look at it. You never, never want to get a personality of you know it all. Mother Nature hates that. That's profound. Well, once again, I thank you for appearing on this Survival Sunday segment. And I hope to actually talk to you again someday after you get started. And we'll see how things are going at itchatad.com and your third and, as you say, last survival tool. Thank you, RJ. It was a pleasure being a part My pleasure, of your sir. walker tonight. Thank you so much. That was Byron Kearns, offering a lifetime of survival knowledge and instruction to those who wish to seek it. As I have stated within the interview, Byron can be contacted via his new website at itchatad.com. That's I-T-C-H-A-T-A-D dot com. And while visiting itchatad.com, I invite you to have a look at Byron's course offerings and reviews by former students. This has been another Survival Sunday segment of the Dirt Walker Outdoors podcast, and I thank you for listening. I hope you received something from it. Subscribe to the podcast and stay tuned for more Survival Sunday episodes, as well as episodes of the segment Adventure Seekers, where I interview outdoor adventurers, and the segment Trail Talk, where hikers and backpackers discuss the sport of hiking, as well as the major hiking trail. Until next time, Dirt Walker, off trails.